Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Samuels vs. Schlanger. I'm Leighton Samuels, I'm Leighton Schlanger, and we bit off more than we can chew today. We sure did. Um, this might be the most number of pages of research that I'm going to be trying to get through in one episode. Uh, just because for, for being just a random week 10 in football... This was, this week showed a lot, a lot in fantasy. Opened your eyes to some players, uh, cast aside other players, had some big injuries. Like, just the mix-ups that happened this past weekend were insane, and I know we only have a half an hour. So I want to go ahead and jump right into foot. No, 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 hold on. We did not get through this in, in, the, in the main part of the uh, podcast on Friday, but we did mention... Uh, both in the description for the podcast and on our social media bursts out, outbursts, outbursts, thank you, um, what our flex plays were. So I do want to go through flex plays real quick. We have so much to get, but flex plays, bro. Flex plays is what we do, and I want to give you crap for Zach Moss. Zach Moss got you 2.7 fantasy points, and you liked him. You were like, oh, Zach Moss is the guy you want in Buffalo, but nope, two. Point seven fantasy points. Brutal if you put him in your flex spot. Yes, and and that was a bad call for this particular game. I, sh you know, that's on me for for not thinking about the fact that this was going to be a shootout. Um, and while Zach Moss was involved in the passing game, he wasn't involved a whole lot. And you attack Arizona on the perimeter. That's why, I mean, Stefan Diggs had a great game. Even Cole Beasley had a pretty decent game. Um, the good news is, even with only 2.7 fantasy points, he still outtouched Devin Singletary. Uh, the Bills just decided not to use any running backs on, on Sunday. So Zach Moss, I still like him moving forward. And plus, I also had Jerry Judy, uh, which who got you 10.8 fantasy points. Not amazing. Still had eight targets. Uh, didn't lead the team because KJ Hamler got it. But, you know, Drew Locke is going to be Drew Locke. Jerry Judy, I think, continues to be a high floor, not high floor, a mid floor option. He should get you double dan double digit fantasy points every single week. And I also called Brandon Ayuk, 19.7 fantasy points, 14 targets. I called this one last week after Richie James's boom game. I said very specifically, that is Brandon Ayuk's role. That is the kind of thing that Brandon Ayuk is going to do. Sure enough, in this game, Brandon Ayuk gets 14 targets. He's all over the place. Uh, and, you know, they're on a bye next week, and the week after they have the Rams, and you don't know when Debo Samuel is coming back, so maybe the Brandon Ayuk magic is over, maybe, but we are hoping that, uh, I mean, after that, you have Buffalo, Washington, Dallas, Arizona, and Seattle, so just the volume of necessary passing will be there. So I like Brandon Ayuk moving forward, and he was a great call for my flex. It's certainly better than any of your calls. You had Matt Breida, who didn't play. Uh, but so that's not my fault. He didn't play. I, I specifically said, if healthy, then Matt Breida. But, but he wasn't healthy, so it doesn't count. And even if, if that doesn't count, Devontae Parker, 5.1 fantasy points. The dude, okay, Devontae Parker still got seven targets. He led the team in targets easily by two targets, but it was just a run-heavy game. The Finns took the lead 14 to nothing in the first quarter. They didn't need to pass it, and so Devontae Parker didn't have it. Yes, yes, but you should have known that was going to happen. No, I shouldn't have known that was going to happen. Absolutely not. The Los Angeles Chargers have a good offense under Justin Herbert, and... 
in this strange matchup between rookie quarterbacks, honestly, I was expecting Justin Herbert to, to, to blow this one away, but Miami's defense is the real deal, and Tua's just got to get better at throwing to Devontae Parker, but that wasn't all. I did also call Antonio Brown. He got you 13.6 fantasy points, led the team in receptions. Brady missed him on what would have been a, a long touchdown, which could have gotten them easily into the 20-point uh, region, but uh, I say this call panned out for sure. You are right about Antonio Brown. We just have to keep an eye on his status. Uh, that is all we are going to do for our flex plays rushing through that. We are going to hit that drop. We are going to move forward and recap this weekend's action. Plus, of course, we are going to spend a lot of time, a lot of time focusing on players that may or may not be on your waiver wire so that you can make your team as strong as possible going into this, this last run of the season. You're in the, the home stretch trying to make those playoffs. Okay, we're going to help you get there in three, two, one, drop. This is the drop. This is the drop. This is the drop. Samuels versus Schlanger. Oh, this is going to be brutal. Bum, 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 bum. That is right. We are going to start with our running back notes first from the weekend. We have DeAndre Swift first. Moving up in the world, this guy. I know, this one, Samuels is wrong. I'm gonna take DeAndre Swift because you said just a couple of weeks ago, do not expect Adrian Peterson to disappear. Well, five total touches for the future Hall of Famer is about as close as you get to disappearing. So, Adrian Peterson is gone. This is DeAndre Swift's offense, and they they won this game. That's the real key. They made the symbolic uh, move to start DeAndre Swift. And then they win. That is something that I think is a huge uh, confidence booster moving forward, both for the team and for DeAndre Swift himself. I mean, look at him in this game. Uh, he had 21 total touches, including five catches. He is used in the passing game. He ran well. He got 25.9 fantasy points in this game. And I, uh, Washington has a top 10 defense. They have actually, I think, like a top six or top seven defense. So this is a guy, they're, they're going to use him moving forward. He was second on the team in targets. Second with five, only behind Marvin Jones. This is what we were hoping out of DeAndre Swift. And if you traded him, I am sorry that you did so. Moving on to the next guy. Uh, we talk about him every week. It's Ronald Jones the second. Ronald Jones the second, 24 0.8 fantasy points. Like, what? What? Samuel's over here telling you to only use Leonard Fournette. Hey, I, you you were agreeing with me on this. No, I was team Ronald Jones this entire season. You wanted to talk up Leonard Fournette. I let you talk up Leonard Fournette. I didn't cross you. But here comes Ronald Jones. Even if you take away his 98-yard touchdown run, which was a lot. That was 15.8 of his, of his 24.8 fantasy points. So, like, Yes, he's, but he still got 94 yards on 22 carries. Without that, that is averaging 4.3 yards per carry. Leonard Fournette averaged 2.4 yards per carry, only getting five fantasy points on 10 touches. And like, and that's the thing. Like maybe Leonard Fournette has a little bit more action when they're playing from behind. I think he definitely has more action when they're playing from behind. They still, even in this, Fournette still had more looks in the passing game. Uh, so when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are playing from behind, Fournette will continue to be the guy and he will keep producing. But when are they going to be playing from behind? 
Like, they have one of the, they have a top three defense. They have a solid defense, a solid offense. I think Ronald Jones might have more going forward. I, 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 I distinctly disagree. Disagree with what? I mean, look, well, okay, look at, look at New Orleans last week. They, they absolutely collapsed against New Orleans, and this could happen at any time, you know? Like, so you're saying that that had nothing to do with the fact that Alvin Kamara and Drew Brees and the threat of Michael Thomas, because Michael Thomas didn't do anything uh, that, that game, who are we kidding? Uh, like, you, like, that is the difference maker. And not every team has those guys. Tampa Bay's defense is good, and they trust the hot hand, and Ronald Jones, I think, will get the first crack at having the hot hand um, in any given game. Well, I, I, still, I still think Leonard Fournette is, is just as good of a start, if not better. It's a crapshoot between these two guys. I will at least concede that much. Moving on to the next guy, Josh Jacobs. All of a sudden, he's scoring points out the wazoo. He has been a high-floor guy all season. He's had double-digit fantasy points uh, the previous two weeks, and now he gets you 29.6 fantasy points, which is amazing. The only problem with it is he could have had an even bigger day, but they kept giving him breathers and letting Devontae Booker run the ball. Devontae Booker goes and gets himself two touchdowns, gets himself 21.3 fantasy points. Like... They have a tougher schedule going uh, down the stretch, so like you have to hope this backfield is not this much of a split. Josh Jacobs had 25 touches. Devontae Booker had 17 touches. Obviously, that is far from a 50-50 split, so we're not necessarily worried about that, but that is 42 running back touches. If you... If, if they're playing from behind in a game and you, you narrow that down to maybe 30 running back touches tops and they have that same, uh, that same running back split, Josh Jacobs isn't looking great. They are definitely trying to protect him. He's been a little injury prone. He's, he's tough. He plays through injuries, but they want Josh Jacobs healthy. So I think Devontae Booker might still be getting action. But this is the thing. Devontae Booker is like Latavius Murray to me. You do not want to start Devontae Booker, I don't think, but he needs to be rostered in 100% of leagues because clearly, if Josh Jacobs does get injured, Devontae Booker is going to have some monster, monster usage. Um, You've got one more for us? I do. Uh, One more running back. Damian Harris might be the best football running back to be the worst fantasy running back in recent history. Like, I just, it's it's insane. In six games, he's hit the 100-yard mark three times. Great football running back. But he has never scored more than 16.2 fantasy points. Terrible fantasy running back. He has had single-digit fantasy scores in the other three games. And that's because in all six of these games, he has had two total targets, two total receptions, only one touchdown. And that's the real problem, the, the, the touchdowns. When you have running backs getting 100-yard games, usually they get into the end zone. But the problem is their quarterback is Cam Newton. You have the best goal line rusher under center every single time. So Cam Newton is going to be vulturing these these short yardage touchdowns every single time. Damian Harris, he's not even a high floor option. He's definitely a low ceiling option. Amazing football running back. New England has a great running back for their team, but not for your fantasy team. And I just want to actually throw in, I know we said one more, but J.K. Dobbins, I told y'all, there was no need to rush to grab him. I wasn't confident in him. Everyone ran to get him. This game, he had six touches, 2.4 fantasy points. He was out-touched by both Edwards, by both Gus Edwards and Mark Ingram. 
Even with amazing matchups in the fantasy playoffs, stay away from this committee. Moving on to wide receivers that uh, are wide receiver notes. Notes, yes, that's what we're doing again. Uh, wide receiver notes for the weekend. Eagles pass catchers, uh, what do you think of them? None, none, none of them. Get me away from the Eagles pass catchers. Oh my God. Six players had at least five targets, which again, as we were talking about with Damian Harris, that means Carson Wentz is doing a great job as a football quarterback, spreading the ball around so they can't take away any one weapon and put this offense to a halt. But however good that is for real football, that is terrible for fantasy, bro. Terrible. And like, I really wanted to say that despite five targets between six of these players, none of them got over, uh, none of them got double digit fantasy points. But Richard Rodgers had to go and get literally exactly 10 fantasy points. So you have one pass catcher in this game get double digit fantasy points and is literally the lowest double digit number that you could possibly get. Eagles pass catchers un- until maybe Jalen Rager or Dallas Goddard or Zach Ertz when he's healthy, maybe one of these guys can separate themselves from the pack. But Richard Rodgers had a better day than Dallas Goddard. So who knows really going forward. Uh, moving on to the Bucks. Uh, we already talked about uh, my great call with Antonio Brown, but it wasn't actually Antonio Brown who had the great day for the Bucks. It was Mike Evans. It's just the opposite day, you know? My guy Ronald Jones has a great day for the Bucks, and Mike Evans has a great day for the Bucks. It, it, it feels like forever since he was the number one wide receiver in this offense, but he was, he, hold on, hold on, hold on. He wasn't the number one wide receiver in this offense. He wasn't fantasy points. Guy gets you 19.3 fantasy points, and that's what we care about here. Yes, except that isn't necessarily a good uh, assessment for moving forward. He got the touchdown. That's the difference. Uh, Chris Godwin led the team in receiving yards with 92. Antonio Brown, as as you called on your flex play, good one there, led the team in targets. Uh, sorry, led the team in receptions with with seven. Uh, and and that's the thing is Mike Evans led the team in targets. We're seeking opportunity, but Mike Evans is is always going to get lower percentage passes than both of those two guys. Well, yes, than both of those two guys because Mike Evans gets more of the jump balls. Mike Evans had a great game. This is nothing against Mike Evans. I love him as a player, and I think he's a fantastic uh, wide receiver. But this does not necessarily mean that he is the guy in Tampa. I mean, Gronk and, and Cameron Brait each each caught a touchdown pass. We don't know. We don't know who's going to step up on any given week and who Tom Brady is going to throw to, except we know Gronk is probably going to catch a touchdown. Um, just keep an eye on Antonio Brown's off-the-field issues. I know I mentioned his status in the first. I meant his status with the league because he was destroying security cameras or something else very Antonio Brown-like just before joining the Bucks. so maybe there might be some league discipline of uh, come down against him. If you manage to pick up Antonio Brown and have him on your team, and if he gets suspended again, that's, you know, that's rough for us. But honestly, Antonio Brown has to get his life together because he has so much genuine real life issues surrounding him. It might honestly be best for him and best for the whole world if somebody just stops him. Um, But that is all I'm going to say about that. We are going to move on to DJ Moore. DJ freaking Moore. DJ Moore. He led the Panthers in targets all of a sudden. Led them in yards. Led them in receptions. Granted, he tied with Robbie Anderson and Mike Davis in receptions with only four. But, like, where was this last week? 
Where was this in the weeks before? Like, I benched him this week, and then he goes against one of the best defenses in the game, and he leads the... Come on! Like, the, the the Panthers, the nice thing is the Panthers have some choice matchups moving forward. That is the angriest. I, usually, I'm the one that gets angry. I know, but like... Ah, when, when when my fantasy team is involved, I get particularly frustrated, especially with players like DJ Moore. Uh, you like the Panthers matchups moving forward. You got the Lions, you got the Vikings, you got the Broncos, you got the Packers. So put DJ Moore back in your lineups. Like, and if you kept him in your lineup, if if you if you pushed through the tough times and didn't bench him like I benched him this week, good on you. Gets you 19.6 fantasy points. So like, good on you. But I'm going to sit here and be bummed about it for a second. Do you want to take this next one? I do, because we've had this conversation a couple of times. Pittsburgh wide receivers. Which one do we start? I guess all of them. Like, my greatest issue with this podcast. Yes, and this one's on you, Samuels. Are you going to kick me while I'm down right now? Yes, because you have not hired a stats team. You need a stats team if we're going to have a fantasy football podcast. Because all I want to know is when was the last time one team had three wide receivers score over 20 fantasy points in a game? Because I have been playing fantasy football for over 10 years. No, for about 10 years. And <laughs> don't age us. All right, for about 10 years. And I cannot recall a single time that three wide receivers, not like two wide receivers and a tight end or like a wide receiver and two running backs, like when three wide receivers scored over 20 fantasy points in one game, Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, and Juju Smith-Schuster. For me, in that order, all of these guys can boom, but in the right matchup, legit start these Pittsburgh wide receivers. Uh, James Conner continues to to just be a semi-high floor option. Semi-high floor? What are you talking about over there? I leave the mic for two seconds, and you're saying James Conner is a semi-high floor? He hasn't crossed into double-digit fantasy points in either of the past two weeks. Okay, bro. Freaking okay. Fine. He is a low floor and extremely low ceiling option. But, uh, I mean, it's a passing offense. Like, like Samuels is being mean to me over there and proving. It is a pass-first offense. Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, and Juju Smith in that order. They're all great. They're all great. You can start any of them. And uh, do you, Are you okay over there? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Just... All right, I'll just, I'll talk about Michael Thomas from here. It'll be quick. Hang tight, Michael Thomas. It can only get better. Kamara only had, I'm going to come to the mic. Kamara was the only one with more targets than him. And and Alvin Kamara is freaking Alvin Kamara. The offense is going to run through him, at least for now. Michael Thomas is still coming back. He's working his way back. Um, remember, very little offseason program. He gets he gets injured almost immediately and and is trying to get back into these games. So, and honestly, Jameis might help him in the long run. But we are going to talk about him later. We are going to look at players that you might be able to pick up. That is all for our basic overview um, but we have a, uh, we have a, uh, what is it called? <laughs> a live read? Yes, yeah, duh, from our episode sponsors. Um, do you want to, because I am apparently a mess, do you want to go ahead and hit this live read? You bet it, baby. I love these. Uh, sometimes, sometimes. Don't make me do these all the time. But this one will be good. This one will be good. Hey, you. Yes, you. You, you are doing great. 
Even if it feels like you are struggling, just know that there are people who love you and value you. We're eight whole months into this thing. It's crazy. And we've come so far. Thanksgiving is coming up. The holidays are after that. And this is a stretch of time that is usually marked by togetherness, family, community. And it may feel significantly more isolated this year. And that's okay. Reach out to your friends. Reach out to your loved ones. Uh, I promise they want to hear from you. And no, you are not bothering them. You are never bothering them. They love you. And they want to spend any moment with you possible, whether that be on the phone, on a video call, or, you know, texting. <laughs> we will get through this, and we will get through this together. That was really sweet. That was, like, really good. Are you sure that was the live read? Yeah, bro, they, they sent us... They sent us this envelope with this this library in it. Uh, do you know who they is? No, no. Um, you know these things come in the mail and we just read them. Uh, did did they pay you for it? No, no. I told you they're not. No one's paying us for these things. Um, well, you know, it was a nice message, but they could have paid us for it. <laughs> Shut up. You you really know how to ruin everything. Um, we are going to move on to our waiver claims of the week. Now, this is going to be a lot of players because these are not just pure waiver claims. Some of these are guys that may be available um, either at the waiver claim time or even after that because some of these guys are on buy and they just might be able to help you out down the stretch. First and foremost, a guy who you do need to pick up on waivers. We talked about him on Friday. This is Michael Pittman Jr. A whole lot of juniors. Uh, we got Ronald Jones the second, Michael Pittman Jr. Now um, that's seven. He has had seven or more targets in each of the past two games. He's only been back from injury for three games, and he's been on the field for over eighty percent of the snaps in the past two games. He is a full-time receiver, and clearly Rivers' most trusted target. Like it, it is. It is not T.Y. Hilton. It is de definitely not like Zach Pascal. The tight ends can't stay healthy. So Michael Pittman is Rivers' guy. The running game outside of Naheem Hines is terrible. And Naheem Hines cannot be a workhorse back. And Naheem Hines is also the pass-catching back, which means they will be passing the ball even more. Michael Pittman Jr. is available in 95% of ESPN leagues. This late in the season, waiver pickups like him are extremely rare. You need to take advantage of this. Like, he is a wide receiver three at worst, I think. Um, he still has a, a pretty low floor, but his ceiling is pretty high, and I honestly think he is going to be a decent flex play moving forward, but that's that's a plug-and-play on, 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 on the waivers right now in week 11. So that is good stuff. Who's, uh, who's your first guy from the same game? I mean, you should have guessed that you mentioned him in yours. It's Naheem Hines. Uh, over 20 points in, in two of the past three games. And sure, the middle game, he gave you only 5.8 points. But the upside with Naheem Hines is clear as freaking day. He is the only Colts running back that you can start and, and trust to start until Jonathan Taylor proves us. Otherwise, we talked about them last week. We are not going to spend any more time on them. You have someone next. I do, in fact, Wayne Gallman Jr. bringing it back. A bunch of guys who were named after their daddies, I guess. Um, or, I, I mean, I don't know. Ronald Jones isn't junior. He's the second. So, like, maybe it's his dad. Maybe it's, like, his grandpa. We don't. Can you just get to the fantasy football analysis? You're the one that was saying we had no time. You're absolutely right. Wayne Gallman Jr., four straight double-digit fantasy point games. And he has had 13 or more touches in each of those games. That That's not quite the elite workhorse back volume. 
but that's close. Like, you're looking for 15 or more touches in a game, and he's had 13 or more in each of those games. That's good, and the best part about him is he's available in almost 70% of leagues. Devontae Freeman was just put on the IR last week, so he is out at least another two weeks, and granted, one of these is a bye week, and um, but, but they get Cincinnati in week 12, coming out of the bye. That is a great matchup for Wayne Gallman Jr. He might be able to help you win your week that week. And again, we are we are pushing for a playoff spot right now. Every win and every fantasy point counts. Wayne Gallman Jr. will be a low-end RB2 or a flex play in week 12. Uh, who's your next running back? I've got Kalen Balaj. Kalen Balaj. He's, he's the guy. He's definitely the guy. Are you sure about that? Are you sure he's the guy? Well... I mean, the guy has had 15, the guy got 15.2 fantasy points on 23 touches uh, on Sunday. Uh, Troy Main Pope got zero touches. Joshua Kelly didn't even come close to Kalen Balaj's touches, and Balaj has had 17 or more touches in each of the past two games. So he seems to be the guy. I don't know. I don't know what you could be worried about. Well, honestly, the fact is, Troy Main Pope was out of practice pretty much all week with a concussion. He is a rookie. He is he he is still getting accustomed to the offense and you don't want to throw him out there if he wasn't there for practices. So remember, in the very first game without Justin Jackson, it was Troy Main Pope that got more touches than Joshua Kelly. And I'm so sorry if I'm saying your first name wrong. Tremaine, 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 whatever. I'm so sorry. Um, But uh, it was Tremaine Pope that got most of those touches. Kalen Balaj came after the fact. Kalen Balaj, who was still on the practice squad for, for an extended period of time until they put Justin Jackson on IR. So... It could go back to Troy Main Pope. We don't know for sure, but I do agree with you. I think Kalen Balaj is the guy that you want. And if he is available on waivers, which he probably is, he could be worth picking up if you are an Austin Eckler owner and really need that insurance. Uh, going on to wide receivers, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And, and here's the thing. Every time we try to count this guy, we haven't tried to count him out yet. We, had, we just haven't talked about him in a while because he's done nothing. But you're right. He, every time we try to, one of us has to take this one. I'll take it. Every time we try to count this guy out, he, he just, he pulls off a game like this. And like, yes, he had a 78-yard touchdown catch and run, but it wasn't just that one thing. He had six total targets. That was second on the team. Now, granted, that was tied with Aaron Jones, and Devontae Adams still had 12 targets. This offense is Devontae Adams. It just is. It's him and Aaron Jones. But um, this is value from the wide receiver, two in Green Bay. And we know Alan Lazard's rapport with Aaron Rodgers. Yes, that's right. This isn't even about Marquez Valdez-Scantling. This is about Alan Lazard and how he should pick up where he left off in an offense that I think can support two pass catchers. Like, Aaron Rodgers is passing the ball out of his mind. He's looking like the, the classic Aaron Rodgers. So it far be it from me to count out uh, Alan Lazard moving forward. I think he is a great ad. He is still available on waivers in a lot of leagues. And he could come back. He could get seven or eight targets a game and, and maybe get into the wide receiver two conversation. I think I think it's more of a flex, low-end flex, wide re- uh, high-end wide receiver three uh until Lazard proves otherwise, but I think you're right. This this offense can support two pass catchers. Now, we're going to move into a very important and very interesting section. 
because that's right. We brought him. We brought this up on Friday. We don't talk about QBs enough, so we're going to talk about some QBs because there are three guys, three guys that might be available in your league right now who could, if not. Maybe not win you in the playoffs, but these three guys can definitely help you get to the playoffs um, based on their based on their matchups coming up and based on their their talent. And uh, and you know what? I'm just gonna talk to them and talk about them and let them speak for themselves. Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones. We haven't said his name on this podcast. I think since like week one or two. He got off to a slow start this season, and I think he's just finally finding his legs. Literally, he ran for a touchdown. 22.16 fantasy points. He adds that value with his legs. Plus, after the bye, he has Cincinnati, he has Seattle, he has Arizona, and he has Cleveland. These are matchups that you just salivate over. He he should tear his way through that, especially using his legs. The guy is averaging uh, 38.4 rushing yards per game. That is an extra 3.8 points per game with just his legs. And if he starts running for more touchdowns, that, that that's that's good. That's good, um, especially with those matchups moving forward after the bye, of course, this coming week. Um, you have one? Yes, and I was really hoping I would get to talk about this guy. Alex Smith, comeback player of the year, and it is not even close. But we're not talking about real football. We are talking about fantasy football. And the guy had exactly 16 points. Why is that impressive for a quarterback? Because he threw for zero touchdowns in this game. They ran for their touchdowns in this game against Detroit. They ran for three touchdowns. Those are going to turn into passing touchdowns. Washington is 30th, 30th in the league in rushing yards. Like, they do not run the ball well. And so, you know he's going to have to be passing the ball. We are very high on Terry McLaurin, so we're going to be high on his QB. And Alex Smith looked good. And and his matchups are going to be as easy as the Lions moving forward for a bit. He's got Cincinnati and Dallas in the next two weeks. He's got a couple of rough matchups, including the 49ers. But then he has Seattle and Carolina in the fantasy playoffs. So if you're starting to move into the playoffs and you're worried about your quarterback spot, like... Maybe you, you've been streaming, maybe you drafted Baker Mayfield and you've just been kind of struggling to get by. Alex Smith can be a good option in the playoffs, especially if you weren't able to get Lamar Jackson like we said you should. <laughs> well, it, is, it, is, it was not going to be easy to get Lamar Jackson and that trade deadline has passed. I have just one more QB for you and you knew we were going to bring him up in this section because it is Jameis freaking Winston. Mr. Crablegs himself, the fourth best quarterback in fantasy last year. That's it. That's all you need to know. Drew Brees has has uh, cracked ribs and a punctured lung. You know, you know the Saints are going to be careful with him because they need him for a playoff run. Their next four weeks are Atlanta, Denver, Atlanta, Philadelphia, that is two games against Atlanta. They have one of the worst pass defenses in the game. And Breeze will be out, I think, at least for those four weeks. And sure, Taysom Hill, he'll get some snaps at quarterback. But they brought in Jameis Winston for a reason in the offseason. And this was the reason. This was, like, they saw what happened to their team when Breeze got injured. And, like, it... it it was, they still won because they're the Saints and they're a well-coached team with a lot of talent, but it was not the same. They brought in Jameis Winston for if Breeze got injured 
and here he is, and it's Jameis time. And honestly, I think this does help the passing game in a big way for Michael Thomas. Jameis likes pushing the ball down the field. If you are a Michael Thomas uh, owner, you definitely, you're hoping that they go with Jameis over Taysom. And that is all. That is all. We actually, wow, we managed to do it, man. <laughs> oh my gosh, we did. Insane. We just talked about a lot. I know I, I had a good time doing this. Like we, we tore through it, but hey, this was fun. This was fun. I hope you kept up with us, audience. If you didn't, if you couldn't listen to us and keep up, that's your fault. That's your own problem. We did good. <laughs> okay. Stop insulting our listeners. You can find us as always on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, uh, Breaker, etc. You can find us on uh, we, the We Know Fantasy platform. That is at We Know Fantasy on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, etc. That is www.weknowfantasy.com. And of course, you can find us directly on Instagram or Twitter at Leighton Samuels Official on Instagram. I still don't like how you just stole the Instagram and didn't include me. Well, that's too bad. And on Twitter, we are LT Schlamuels. Nice and together. You know it, baby. We will see you on Friday. Thank you.